Have you ever found yourself in a position where you have to go the extra mile to prove you're not racist? You might think, it's not my problem when people of color are offended by things you inadvertently say or do. But that's why this podcast is here, to challenge you to do better. Because when you know better, you do better. Welcome to the Not My Problem podcast. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Marianna Knight. Uh, Today, we will be spending some time clarifying definitions that will be important to understand throughout the remainder of the podcast. Uh, Understanding of these definitions are important uh, as lack of understanding can lead to a lack of accountability to be taken by white people. So before we jump into the definitions, I want to start by briefly touching on some mainstream definitions of race and how those definitions are often misconstrued. Mainstream definitions of racism often describe it as an intentional or conscious act. It's also often described as the actions of one person. Uh, So we're going to spend some time breaking down the definition of racism as simply as possible. So before that starts, it's worth noting that mainstream belief among scientists is that race itself is not biological. So if a person laid on an autopsy table and the doctor took a look inside their body, they wouldn't be able to identify the race of that person solely by looking at their biology. Uh, Race is believed to actually be a social construct that was created by human beings. Um, So while race might be a social construct, its predictions are very much so real. Um, Race can determine several things. So race can determine how long a person will live, where a person will live, uh, the likelihood that a person will have negative interactions with law enforcement, the likelihood that police will be called for backup by interacting with someone, uh, the likelihood of having access to health care, the likelihood that a person will die due to complications of childbirth, um, even the likelihood of having higher levels of lead in your body can be determined, uh, the, the likelihood of that can be determined by race. Um, uh, and that's re- that's just to name a few things. So when I first learned that the concept of race was created by man, I was floored. Uh, how can something that's a social construct, construct, right, something that's a concept, be an indicator of so many things? Uh, so it's actually pretty simple, the answer. Uh, it's because that's what it was created to do. So um, it, it's believed that the concept of race was created with the purpose of giving power to Europeans to legitimize their dominance over other races. Wait, what? Yeah, trust me, I grappled with how deceitful and unethical that was too. European conquistadors needed to develop a justification uh, for their conquest of the Americas and Africa. They needed justification for stealing the land of indigenous people without being considered thieves, um, justification for kidnapping, enslaving, and murdering millions of African people. Uh, and justification for considering human life property. So creating these racial constructs provided this justification. Uh, Even in the way the terms were were decided on, so uh, the term white was chosen to mean good and black was chosen to mean evil. 
Um, Slavery in the colonies became one of the only slave systems in the world that was based on race. So now that we have a little bit of information and we know the purpose of having a racial construct, let's take a look at the definitions this podcast will be using. So we will start with racial prejudice. So race prejudice is a prejudgment in favor of or against a person of a group, uh, of a specific group or race. So a negative prejudgment is often what we would call a stereotype. And everybody is capable of being race prejudiced towards another group of person, another group of person. So everybody can experience it. Everybody can be prejudiced. Um, Then we'll move on to discrimination. So discrimination is when you take action on your prejudice. So, for example, refusing to serve someone or refusing to rent to someone because you believe a stereotype that they don't have money or refusing to hire someone because you believe the stereotype that they are unprofessional or that they're always late. Um, And again, everyone is capable of being discriminated against. So then we get to racism. So with racism, we're talking about a a whole nother ballgame. So racism occurs when there's institutional power to enforce prejudice and discrimination. Okay, so now we're talking about a system with the ability to back the prejudice and discriminatory views of those in power of that system. So something that's really important that makes this possible is something called group power dynamics. So we're going to talk a little bit about exactly um, what power is and the definition of power. So power is ownership and control of the major resources of a state and the capacity to make and enforce decisions based on this ownership and control. So when we discuss ownership and control of major resources, this is what they look like in the United States. And these statistics are from um, 2016. So 100% of the 10 richest Americans are white, seven of whom are among the 10 richest in the world, 90% of Congress is white, 96% of U.S. governors are white, 100% of vice presidents and presidents are white, 100% of top military advisors are white, 99% of House Freedom Caucus is white, 93% of the people who decide what we see on TV, 90% of the people who decide what books we read, 85% of the people who decide what news is covered. 95% of the people who decide what music is produced, 95% of people who directed the 100 top grossing films of all time worldwide, 82% of teachers, and 84% of college professors are white. When we look at these numbers, it becomes clear that most decisions made across several institutions come from the viewpoint and socialization of a white person. So this perpetuates white interest being embedded at the foundation of the United States, even beyond the creation of the construct itself, which is why we start to see oppression and marginalization of almost all racial groups besides white. Now, whether being 
white uh, now okay so now whether white interest being at the center of this country is intentional or not it's happening and this is one of the reasons why representation of people of color is extremely critical I think a predictable white response to this issue is that these issues no longer exist because this because this country has seen a black president. So um, I typically see comments like, um, oh, are you kidding? Uh, what more representation could you want? We had a black president. So while this is true, I'd like to point out that a black man can have a powerful seat in the system, but it does not mean that he's no longer navigating a predominantly white structure with white interests. Uh, it's critical that we recognize that whiteness has been considered the quote unquote norm in the United States since its creation. Uh, and we can we see examples of this in beauty standards, name standards, uh, the standard of acceptable hairstyles, uh, just to name a few. Um, but we'll discuss that um, in future episodes. Um, but it's it's worth noting. Okay, so the next definitions we will look at revolve around oppression. So we'll start with what an oppressor is. So an oppressor is an individual person or a group that use their power to dominate another. Uh, this definition will also include a person who refuses to use their voice to challenge that uh, domination. Okay, so if a person who sees something oppressive ha is happening and remains silent, they'll also be considered an oppressor um, for the sake of this podcast. An oppressed person or group is one who is dominated by an oppressor and also by a, the person who is remaining silent about it. And then oppression itself is the power and the effects that occur as a result of the domination. Okay, so next we have internalized racism. So, this is when a person of color begins to internalize the racism that is occurring to the point that they believe that they are actually inferior to white people themselves. Um, this may present um, possibly as a black person believing that black people commit crimes at higher levels than white people, even though that has been proven to be untrue. Um, the reason I find this definition really important to mention is because white people often use a person of color with internalized racism as a way to hide behind their own racist ideas. Um, we'll essentially use them to speak for us so that we can relinquish the responsibility for what was said and use a uh, use the narrative of, um, oh, well, I didn't say it. Um, he said it and he's black. Um, so we'll, we'll use that as a way to hide behind our own racist ideas. Um, next, we have reverse racism. So this is actually not a real term. Um, this term is used by white people to refer to hostile behavior by people of color towards white people and to affirmative action policies, which allegedly give, quote unquote, preferential treatment um, to white people over people of color or I'm sorry, um, to people of color over white people. Um, and that's actually untrue. Um, we're going to dissect that in further episodes because it's a big topic. Um, but studies have found that white women have actually been the beneficiaries of affirmative action more than any other group. Um, so uh, the term may be 
uh, may also be used by a white person when they face prejudice or discrimination. Um, so now I'm not saying uh, a white person cannot experience racial prejudice uh, or that they can't experience discrimination. Okay, I do understand that this happens, but because of the group power differential I just explained, reverse racism uh, does not exist in the United States. So I know that was a lot of information that was covered, um, and I know some of it can be hard to hear, um, but I wanna encourage you to continue um, working through the feeling of discomfort. Um, if you find yourself to be triggered by any of the information given, I'd like to ask you to revisit episode two. Uh, okay, so let's talk about our call for action this week. So this week, I'd like to ask you not to be silent, okay? Do not be an oppressor. Um, I'd like to ask you to if call out a comment. If you hear something that makes you uncomfortable, say something. Uh, I'd like you to think about a way you will call it out uh, when you notice it. So I'd like you to spend some time thinking about what you would like your response to be before you even hear the comment so that you are prepared when you are confronted with it. Well, all right, everyone, that's all for today. Uh, if you'd like to send us a message or think you have something valuable to add to the show and you'd like to be a guest, send us a message um, on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash not my problem podcast. Thank you.